Hallelujah. It's beautiful morning. Hallelujah. We know the word of God for us today is that it is finished. The story of our human, uh, human life from the beginning to the thing that Jesus desired, the redemption of our soul. He hung on the cross. And when he died, he was about to die. The last words he spoke was that it is finished. Hallelujah. That in itself is a message that concludes everything. It is finished. He paid the price. You know, we may not understand, but what we go through, man was designed, created for fellowship with God, was created in the image of God to walk in partnership, to walk as a friend of God. There was no barrier. The Bible talks about in the cool of the day, God will come and walk with Adam. You know, do you know a life when there was no struggle, that God had already established everything? All he needed was a friend. The story is, before Adam, God was love. But he himself in Trinity, in other words, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit had already a community. They loved each other. Hallelujah. So he drew us into this circle of love. But man fell and was separated from God. And it has been God, you know, sometimes when we pray and we say, I'm going to seek the Lord. It's good, but it's not true. It is God who came and to seek and save that which is lost. We are just responding to the passion of God. It is he who seeks us out. He came and laid down his life. And as we celebrated the Good Friday, he died. He, he came to die, not just because it's a, a good death, but he came to pay a price. Love. Pay the price. He loves you. And he could not just say that. Because when man sinned, the Bible said it, the soul that sinneth shall die. And when he told the man that if you eat of this tree, you uh, fruit from this tree, you die, truly man died. And to die is not literally cessation, but it is lack of correspondence. Death is not necessarily disappearing, but it's lack of correspondence. When your eyes cannot see, you're dead to the the world, when your ears cannot hear, when your lungs cannot breathe, you, are, you lack corresponding to the atmosphere, you're dead. But when we cannot respond to God, we are dead. We may be alive, but God is life. But when we are not attached to life, we are dead. Hallelujah. But I want you to know that on this day, we are not talking about death, we are talking about hope. Hallelujah. You know, in Old Testament, we have these examples. The Lord introduced a cycle after the children of Israel had gone into exile. And he, in Ezekiel 37, he showed him a valley he, of dry bones in the open valley. He said, he empowered him to see this vision. And he asked him 
son of man, can these bones live? I think he was wise enough to know that he didn't have an answer to that. And he said, God, you know. Hallelujah. Sometimes we answer questions we have no business trying to answer. Only God knows. But the key is, God told him now, son of man, I want you to prophesy. To destroy bones that are exposed in a valley, of open valley. In other words, whenever you see dry bones, it means the past. These bones means they lived, but they're dead. There's a life, but it is in the past. There's no future for a dry bone. It is finished. They, 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 they have no... And it's impossible in the natural to see how dry bones can live. But God began to tell the man of God, prophesy, speak. Two things. I'm, so, I'm just giving you this to... Uh, he, he's began to speak, and as the Bible says, bones began to look for another bone. And snooze, and they come, there was a noise. And then there was coming together of these dry bones until it formed into a human body. But yet still it was dead. There was no life in it. And so he said, son, ma, uh, son of man, prophesy again. But this time, remember, the first one was he speaking. But this one now he is asking, come. Holy, uh, he prophesied the wind, come. The wind from four corners of the earth. So the, the, the essence is the spirit of the Lord came. And the, the key word here is, and there, there was life in this dead bones. And it became exceedingly great army. Hallelujah. The end result is that God had an army. But what does that mean? The Bible says, later on you read in verse 9 and 10 of Ezekiel 37, it said, what is this? this? The scripture there interpreted itself. These tri-bones represent the whole house of Israel. They have said, our hopes are cut off. We are finished. We, we have nothing. When you have no hope, and most of us are letting the circumstances and the world we live in take away hope, cloud us, blind us to the reality of what Jesus did on the cross. He's powerful enough to change things. Praise the name of the Lord. Can the dry bones of Warren and Chautauqua County live? Can the dry bones of your children that are not working with the Lord live? Is there hope for your children? Is there hope for this house? Is there hope for this generation? Is there hope? Why? Please, let's, I, I mean, we can preach these things. You understand the Bible. You have read some even better messages than what I will preach to you. But I've come to come alongside you to encourage you. Let's have hope in the finished work of Christ. You know, we begin at the finish line. He's already finished it. We don't do anything. We begin at finish line. Remember that. You're not beginning anything. He finished it. Just like the first man, he stepped into already created order. Fruits, everything was there. He came just to leave. 
when it pertains to going into a relationship with our father again, it is finished. He has paid the price. Now there's a new living way to our father. We can access the living God again. Who is the genesis of our life? The purpose of why we were created. Sometimes we live a life as if we have a life that, is, that, that, that God has no, is not a factor of. It's good, but it's not good. It's temporal. That's why we are where we are. But the Bible says, praise his holy name, that he has begotten us. God has changed things. Now, when we look at Easter, I just want to say this to say a few words. When we look at Easter uh, Friday, the day Jesus died, it, love was expressed. It is love that took him to the cross. It was love that nailed him there. He, he willingly laid down his life. Why? Because he loved us. Hallelujah. Love is a powerful thing. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved you. Loved you enough to let out whatever the best heaven could offer. When I was coming to salvation, one man of God said, when God gave Jesus, he gave the best heaven can give. Hallelujah. But when he gave the Holy Spirit, he gave all heaven can give. Now it's up to you to rise and move on the basis of what God has already given. Hallelujah. He has given. We respond to the giving of the Lord. Praise his holy name. Huh. It is finished. It's really exciting to, to live at this time. You know why? We've come into biblical times. This, the, 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 the proportion of evil that is facing us, unless we believe this book, we will not survive. The kind of darkness that is coming out the face of the earth is so real. It's no longer a joke. You will, even if you shut yourself in the house, right now you don't need to go out there to sin. You take your phone or your what, computer and step, shut the door, but step in the world again. In your own house, you can see, you can do things, you can still sin. So, what do we do in this? Bible says, hallelujah. We can prophesy. But I want you to know this. We need to come to a place. There's a transition from God of love to God of hope. In Romans 15, verse 13, the Bible says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? What love has obtained, hope expects. Love has obtained life. Love has obtained the future. Love has paid the price. But it is not, it is, it, 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 it is your spirit, in a, let me put it this way, as a man we are not completely finished in this sense. Your spirit is 100% saved if you have given your life to Jesus. But your mind is not. Your mind still thinks. Your mind needs renewal. The salvation of the mind is the renewal. It's the, it's the grafted word of God which saves your soul. It's the word of God. When you submit 
to what God is saying and live by what the word of God says, your mind now begins to change. And then it affects what you choose. And it affects your feelings. And then the whole man, from the spirit man to the soul and to the body, you are now complete. Our soul is not saved by just the day Jesus just came in your life. It needs to be changed, transformed by renewing of the mind, the way you think. What is your focus today? We may say Jesus has won, but the moment we move out of here, this, this celebration, these wonderful songs mean nothing. Why? Because our mind goes back to the default. We, we begin to think as if nothing happened. We live as if the truth we had in the church is nothing. Why? Because what forms your mind? What, what, what do you think of? What dominantly do you think about? Is it the Lord? Some of us live at the level of our emotions. They drive us. But if these emotions were sanctified by the truth, they would be passionately pursuing God. They would lay... They, 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 God created you with emotion. It's not wrong. Hmm. Actually, the kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, peace, and? So the, 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 the two... If these three things were 100% thing, the 60% part is your state of being. How you feel is very important. And what you feel is very important. The joy and peace, the shalom of God, the peace, the joy in your heart. And that's why we have this hope. That we may abound in hope, peace. And joy become to become our portion. That is how to experience the kingdom. You are supposed to experience the kingdom, the whole of you. When you receive Jesus Christ in your heart, some of us wonder if we're really saved. Because sometimes your mind plays different things in you. You, you know you love God, but yet you are drawn in different directions. I don't know if it's just me, but I believe some of you too. The mind needs to be renewed. The salvation of the mind. And therefore, the Bible talks about the hope as a helmet of our mind. It protects what you think. Cut your heart. From out of it, it falls the issues of life. Out of your heart. The salvation we have received is real. My heart is just to make this thing practical. I can speak very good things about Easter and say these things. But what does it? what is the implication for you? What is the implication for day-to-day -day life? How is it affecting you in our day-to-day -day life? Church, we need to be alive to what God has, say, has put in together. Hope is, in the in, in original way to, uh, to put the word hope, the word hope may mean attachment. Hello? Attachment means, it's just like a cord, a rope. When you read in a, in a, uh, in Hebrews 6, verse 19 to 20, the Bible says, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Hallelujah. It has gone ahead. It is, you understand what the anchor is? It is that heavy metal thing that is attached to the rope. And, put, and that one has already gone into the Holy of Holies. It is already put there. You have something that is already attached. Your future, you have something, it is already, Jesus has already gone ahead of you. 
into the holy place. The picture we see here is in the Old Testament. When the priest, the Israelites sacrificed, the high priest went into the holy of holies once in a year. And when he came back, they celebrated because their sins are forgiven. But if he never came back, that's why they put a rope on his leg and bells on him. If they don't hear the bells, they will pull the rope and see if he's alive. And they, because nobody else can go into a holy of holies. Instead of if he will not come back because he is not satisfied to look into the, uh, to, to the, to, to what the requirements, he will be pulled out. Nobody enters there. But for us, Jesus never just died, rose again, and he has taken us gone into the holy holy that is in heaven before the Father, bearing his blood to bear intercession for us. Father, I finished it. I poured my blood for these people. I earn a right to be at their intercessor. That's when you sin, he said, Father, I paid the price. Whatever you go through, he said, Father, I paid the price. And Father is satisfied by the blood of his son. And therefore, you are free. He has gone there. So when we talk about the anchor of our soul, that which makes us hope, it, it, hope as the anchor of our soul, we know hope is not, it's not like today, oh, I hope my team wins. I hope it's not a vague optimism that everything's going to work out in the end. That's not what we're talking about. Rather, hope is a settled conviction about the outcome. It is already settled. The settled conviction of the outcome. I know that I know it shall be because my father has paid the price and he has gone there into the Holy of Holies. The anchor, my soul has an anchor and I, that is hope in the finished work of Christ. Now what love has obtained, hope expects and faith believes. Hallelujah. Faith believes but hope expect. Because the reason we are, we are talking about hope today is that because there is a hope that we're going to heaven. How many of you be one who know that we will go to heaven? Heaven is awaiting for us. It is. It is. I mean, it is part of the Bible. But uh, what I want you to know, hope also in this world, that what we believe, before, what God has promised will come to pass. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. We are hoping for salvation of our nation, of our country, of our children, of our, our relatives, of our uncles, of our cousins. But what that hope is? The reason we hope is because Jesus has paid the price. Now we can believe. Now we can expect and look, expect with, with, with confidence as a settled outcome. Hope. Hallelujah. And so Peter says, in, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because of his great mercy, has given us a new birth into living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Do you see that? That Jesus' death, is not, it, it, through his death, death, and then resurrection, we have been begotten, we have been born to a living hope. It is a, our hope is alive. Now we know that what we, don't, we may not know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow. And because of that, we hope. We look with pleasurable expectation into our future. Why? Our Father has already gone ahead of us. Jesus has already gone ahead of us. 
We are not walking a path that is not walked. It is paved with hope, with the blood of the Lamb. And therefore, we can walk with expectation tomorrow. Hallelujah. I, I think no wonder this man said, in the book of Ecclesiastes, said, a living dog is better than a dead lion. Because the living have hope. You may be a lion, but when you are dead, you are. But a, a, a living dog is better than a dead lion. Why? Because the living have hope. It doesn't matter where life has hid you. It doesn't matter where your struggles are now today. You may see yourself as a, a dog, but you, you are alive today because you have hope. Hope in the Lord. No matter the circumstance in your life, we have hope. No matter how life has whipped you and has made you lose the picture. Today, my heart is that may the Lord open your eyes to see what he has finished on the cross. He has paid the price. And therefore, he has begotten us to a living hope. This hope is a life. It's a rope that attaches us to, to the heaven. We will make it. And many other ways that we expect God to do. And so, resurrection to me is given opportunity again to access the life of God and walk with him. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, he would have been just died in vain. It is the resurrection that seals it all. It's when the high priest came out of that when Israel celebrated. It is time to celebrate what God has done. It is time to know that it is finished. And that we, how do we do this? The good news, just like the guys, um, the, the four lepers, when everything was dead and there was no hope in, the, in Israel those days, uh, in a, the Assyrian army had surrounded them, they had lost hope. But when they had lost hope, God used the most unorthodox people, a method to, to deliver Israel. He used four lepers. When they said, if we sit here, we'll die. If we go to the city, we'll die. Maybe if we go to the enemy, we'll die. Where would we die better? <laughs> Maybe we'd die better where there's food. So let's go. <laughs> and so they rose, and the Bible says, as they began to walk, the army of the Assyrian army failed. The, the chariots were walking because there were, there were steps of faith. They had believed to begin to walk. And the key word is that when they arrived in that camp, there was a lot of food and everything. They, 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 they just walked. They said the glidings of dietings of good. They saw it and said, hey, we better tell the city. We better tell the people that look at what we have. But people could not even believe it. The king refused to believe. What if they are poisoned that food? Is that a problem? We need to tell others about this great hope. Do you know the best way to be alive and enjoy Christianity? Just like, like of water, to be fresh, you must be flowing. Hello? Learn at your level in this hour and time to share what God has given you. What made me grow is if I got a scripture and it was alive to me, I would tell everybody until they told me, shut up, but I would still tell them. <laughs> I, it was exciting. I can't keep it to myself. And that's how I began to minister to people. Hey, can I tell you this? I would quote it to people, and some didn't like it, some liked it. Others were ministered to others, show me as a nuisance. But I grew. I want you to do this, please. For this Bible, these things to be alive, share them to somebody. Listen to me. You may not have a pulpit like me and preach here, but you know what? You have a pulpit every day. You have friends who do not know the Lord. 
But you think you love them enough not to disturb them. No, you don't love them. You hate them to go to hell. If you really love somebody and you saw their house is on fire, would you say, because I don't want to really mess up with their life, I'll let them burn because it is their choice. Is this, is, can you do that right now? No. But yet we know there is hellfire awaiting these people we love. But we say, mm, it is, it, it, it's their life. Let them be. No, no, no. We will jump in that house and try uh, by all means to rescue them. The problem is we have never taken salvation seriously. We have not taken the, pri the price that was paid seriously. We think it's just, well, it's their life. No, it's not their life. If you cannot reach them by word of mouth, then kneel down and cry out for them on your knees. What you can do, there's always something you can do for your friends. Let salvation begin from our house. We may not save our children, but let it not be counted that we never prayed for them. Like you mothers, the prayer of a mother is very powerful. Don't you give up on your children. Encircle them with prayer. Pray. I am a product of my mother's prayer. You pray for your children. Instead of looking at what you, you are going through and the pain of what you are going through, maybe you shift focus from yourself and begin to pray for your grandchildren and your children again. You never know what God will do with that. Please, my heart is not for you to have a good message this Sunday. And my heart is for you to participate in this message out of this church. Sunday is a day of celebration. We live out Christianity out there from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. And if we cannot do that, we can cry about America, but we'll never change America. Because the whole life is lived out in the weekdays. We lived out in the offices. It's lived out in the place of work. We are so scared, but the other groups are not scared to share their things. Why are they bold and we are afraid? We tell the truth is as if it's a lie. And they tell a lie as if it's true. And the world is accepting it. Try. I'm not saying that you, 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 there's always a friend. If you cannot invite them to church, that's the best you can do. Hey, come. And tell your pastor, I brought my friend. Maybe that's the best way you can evangelize. Um, my heart is that the harvest is the heartbeat of God right now. Why did he pay the price? That the other sheep may come in also. Everybody, no, none shall perish. The reason we are beginning to fight each other in the church and fight over the pulpit is because we have refused to see the need of the community. The focus has become us. I know you have come today, and some of you have come from different churches. Please, I beseech you by the masses of the living God, it's not the time to be, to be selfish. It's time to love. And to love on your knees. To love by giving. To love by whatever means it, it, it will be that you may change somebody's life once at a time. You can do it. You will see that even your life will begin to change when you see somebody's life change. You will see that your hope will rise when you, you begin to participate in other people's lives change. Hallelujah. So I, why is he alive? He's risen, but he wants to live this life in you. Will you give an opportunity? Would you allow him in your little house, in your big house, in your own environment, invite Jesus into your life and say, Lord, allow me to share today. What made me begin to, 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 to evangelize and talk to people much is uh, when I had, I, I was in a meeting when this man was a, a man of God. I finished by, he said, Young man looked at this old man that was winning souls left and right. And he said, how, how is it so easy for you to tell people about Jesus so easily? He said, every morning I pray. I don't just go to shop without asking God, where do I go? Who is ready today, Lord? 
If I go to cut my hair, which, which, which barber is ready for me? Where do I go that would have impact? Not just go. Be intentional. Be intentional with your life. I'm going to the grocery today. Who am I going to meet? When you are consciously aware you might meet somebody, you are ready. You will not be surprised. And therefore, you go praying in tongues. I've prayed when flying. I have prayed when traveling. In every minute in the plane. I saw one with a friend. We led somebody, a businessman, in the plane to the, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Say, well, if you, we are 33,000 feet up there. Say, if this plane go down, where will you go? I mean, that's a little, a little bit graphic to begin with somebody. But, <laughs> but the guy said, what do you mean? Well, but it was 15 hours. Uh, 13 hours flight from New York to Nairobi. That's a long flight. You can convert somebody. <laughs> and so we began to share the, the gospel. By the time they, 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 we landed, he said, I want to hear more. You can always reach people at every level of life. You have friends who are not born again. At your circle of influence, it's my heart for you today. Do you know what? We will change the world one person at a time. We may not change America from the White House, but we may change God, America from Warren, Pennsylvania, winning one person at a time. Hallelujah. We can reach out and touch people's lives. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is why I finish to you today. I would have I wanted to share a lot of things, but I know you have. Look at the songs you've heard. That's enough theology. Those songs are powerful enough for somebody who's willing. You are not short of messages. You have good messages. The aspect of making it practical in your life is the problem. We know. We know the truth. But the truth that is not applied is not real. And so my heart is, will you use what you know and do something about it? Basically, all of us know Jesus died and rose again. Lord, help us. May God of peace fill you that you may abound in the things of God and understand you are not just here. Look, guys, people will tell us that we exist here to worship the Lord. It's true. In fact, this church, the first time I came here, it was called the worship place. How many of you know it was at the, the words that were there, worship place? It was a place people worship. But you know, as a finish, where there's true worship, David was a man of great, uh, the tabernacle of David was a place of worship. And that place, he said, when the Lord was talking, he said, in, even in, in, in the book of Haggai, he said, he will restore between the tabernacle of David. Why is he lovesick of David's tabernacle and not any other? Because there was worship there. But also, but it was during that worship time is when David possessed the inherited, uh, inherited the bigger land than any king alive. He took over the inheritance that was promised because it was a place of worship. Where there's true worship of God, when you behold the king, you cannot just keep quiet. You will share him. When you see the beauty and the glory of the king, it's, it's not enough just to say, wow. You will tell somebody, can you see that? 
That's called evangelism. That's why God said, I will give you Edom, and I will give you possessed the land that are around us. When we become here every Sunday to celebrate God, you, you have a wonderful church. I saw the song that you yourself wrote, and it's so powerful. Begin to realize God is beginning something new in this house. I said God has begun something new in this house. If you don't believe, I don't know so what else will believe. Do not worry about God, those who are not here. Worry about those who are here. Maybe those who are gone are supposed to be elsewhere to do something, but you're here. You are the people who can bring change in this house. You are in the house, and let's come together with a heart. This is my church. I want to ask you to do a favor. I mean, I'm a little bit kind of preacher today because I, my heart is up to you, not just a good message. It's, uh, this is what I want us to do. Do you love this church? I mean, some of you are not members of this church, but I want to speak to people who find praise fellowship as home. You need to love your home. If you don't love and like this place, why would anybody else come? If there's nothing going on here, why would you invite anybody to come? I'm just trying to say this. When we celebrate that which God has given us, God will increase it. Not just in dimension of numbers, but in uh, quality of things that happen here. God is not going to restore this church to the lost glory. He's going to give you something even greater. If he were to restore you, where would you be today? That's where God is planning to put you. You will be very effective again as an evangelist uh, into a community. Let not this community be ignorant of your existence. The Lord loves you. Let what love has obtained, hope, expect, and faith believe. Let what love has obtained through the cross, let it be realized by in hope, but let's believe it. Let's believe it. And the best way to believe is to act it out. Hallelujah. Are we together in this? Am I challenging you too much to do something you don't want to do? It's, it's not a good message if people don't respond to what God wants to do. My heart is that God he wants to have this church become alive as a living army of God, to witness. When Jesus rose again, he said, in, you read in the commission in, in, in Matthew 28, he said, because of this, I have been given authority in heaven and earth. Therefore, go. He didn't rise just to be. He rose and said, now I have power, both in heaven and earth, and I will give you authority. Go. Amen? And so I want to pray with us. That God will cause us to think in our own ways. Even those of you who would travel to uh, do your own churches, wherever you are. That it would be born in your heart a desire to see somebody come to the kingdom. That, the reason I'm saying this is that we have come to enjoy church and preach good messages to ourselves. So that we celebrate. That was a beautiful message. That's not the essence of Sunday. It's, is it provoking us to respond to, to, the, to, to, to the need of God, so what God wanted? No. So I want to pray for you. Maybe I want you to ask you something that I've, that I've not asked. How many of you believe today that I if pray for me, that the Spirit of the Lord will empower me and whisper to me daily to, to respond to, to his promptings? I want to learn to walk with the Spirit and, and reach out and share this good news. 
if you, you do not know and you want to just, wherever you are seated, just let me see your show hand that you want, I can pray with you, that God help me, that wherever I would be, I would want to share this gospel with somebody. Just at your level of understanding, please, I, I'm not calling you in the front, I'm just saying stand, let's, let me pray for you before I pray for anybody else. Can you stand and say, we are coming in the Easter Resurrection Sunday, and we are going to be people intentionally living this message out. We're going to reach out to people, we're going to share this gospel, we're going to pray for our children, we're going to reach out to whatever it takes. We are not going to tell ourselves we cannot do it, we can do it. And I just want to pray with you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We can do it, people. We can change the world, one, our community. Father, in the name of Jesus, as my brothers and sisters rise, it is a step of faith that you equip them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. By the Spirit of God, you will make this, this, this gospel a reality in their life. It will become really life in their life. God become alive to them and let the spirit of the Lord of God fill them with wisdom and understanding and the ability to know when to share and what to share because there will be prayerful people, willing people because the Bible says in the day of your power that people shall be willing. There will be free will offering. This I've stood up with a desire to serve and I'm asking that you grant them grace and wisdom to begin to be intentional in the sharing of this good news. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.